When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, hey, Welcome in to the PHNX Suns podcast brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. I'm a giant! number one sportsbook Look app. Look at Don't how big I am like compared button. to Lindsay. Subscribe wherever you get Look your podcast and leave us a five-star review. Look at my, my big ass head is as big as your body. Is this what better? in the Jesus hell? Oh my goodness. Oh, Welcome wait. in, Holy everybody. Hakeem Elijah Dome here. in the house. Just lean back. You'll look smaller. Moses Madome over here. Look, look, now we're the same size. Uh, we're really not. Wait, but you're not anyway. You're not. taller than her. She's 5'1". Congratulations, oh Captain Obvious. I know that. The camera angles would say that I'm 18,000 no. times bigger than her. Not the two right shot. Now. Not the two shot. So how's everyone doing today? I'm okay, Saul. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm never listening to Lindsay again. You know what? I'm going to calm myself down with a nice little thing of OGs right now. Let's fucking get it. I love I love it. It's always it the beginning rarely makes sense to the audio listeners I because know. we're referring to something completely visual. So yes. Saul looks really big in one of our camera shots. I look like a fucking giant. I look like I just came down from a beanstalk. Did you bring any magic with you? <laughs> no. Any magic beans? No. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> there I they did. are, the magic beans. The magic beans right here. Oh, hey. geez. I believe it's re- oh. called <laughs> Pino Colata. That's mine. Oh. Yeah. So <laughs> you didn't order just, a beer, uh, Gerald. I was going to take it. We just got a delivery of beer here because we are at the Four Peaks Brewery, hanging out with everyone down here, having some tasty beverages, some tasty food. If you were not able to join us today, that's okay. We'll be here every last Wednesday of the month. So plan for next month to come on and hang out with us. Also, if you are watching this live, you have like 40 minutes to enter into our Toast of the Month sweepstakes over at gophnx.com if you have not already. And if you win that sweepstakes, you're going to get a $50 gift card to Four Peaks Brewery. You're going to get a t-shirt of your choice from our locker and an annual membership to gophnx.com. So do that ASAP. Also, we ask that you enjoy Four Peaks responsibly and a reminder that you have to be 21 or older to enjoy the beer. Uh, can, can I start out? Shout out to our man, Charles Woodall Pike, who's been out here all day and comment zero seconds in and we're already Hi. off the rails. <laughs> I mean, Isn't that always the, the case? Yes. A cool thing I found out about Charles Woodall Pike today 
he and I came from the same small podunk town here in Arizona. I just learned that today. Cordis Junction, from? shout out. Really? Cordis Junction? Yeah. I don't oh, wow. Think I, even heard of I know. It's like a town of like 200 <laughs> people. You know, it's hey. bad when Lindsay's passing judgment on where you're from. <laughs> yeah. I, know. I know. This is true. Uh, I think I'm allowed to. Um, anyway, recap on yesterday's show. If you missed it, you should definitely go watch it. It was quite enjoyable. But we're all still friends. Chelsea <laughs> left for now. Nah. For now. For now. She'll make a guest appearance from time to time. Um, Don't also, worry. Gerald and I realized after yesterday's show that we were on the same page. We were just too busy arguing with one another to realize that. So I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. Espo and I literally sat there and after the show. was like, you know what? That was really refreshing. It wasn't you and I that were going at each other. It was these two. And we just sat back. And if you go back and watch the show, you'll see that I'm just sitting back yeah. and just kind of watching. Like, this is finally fantastic. We, finally, we didn't have to do the heavy lifting. I know. It's it about nice. time. It was nice. <laughs> Almost a year in. That's the first time Lindsay and I, I have ever fought. And, of course, it was because we were on the same page right? and just not communicating. So remember, people, communication is key to it effective is. relationships. It is. And, and making sure you're communicating in ways that like the other wife. one can actually understand. That's, that's how you got to do it. But we did have some gems come from yesterday's show. We uh, might not be friends after we show this. We might not. Oh, no. What did you- but Josh Hunt in the chat said, we got the greatest Gerald face of <laughs> all it. time yes, from yesterday's sir. show. And we absolutely <laughs> did. Do we describe this as bitter beer face? It's girth steel. steel. It's girth steel. Girth steel. What? Yeah. Oh, there we go. <laughs> it's girth of Zoolander for and those of you listening. Thanks to Derek, we got a Photoshop of that Gerald face on the Zoolander There's face. There's multiple celebrities here fantastic. today. <laughs> Did you realize that? The multiple celebrities, we have Ben Stiller, a.k.a. Gerald Borgay. And then behind the Mac, we have actually George Michael, uh, who's about to go to a Sun Devil show. So, uh, so Shane, make sure you wake me up before you go-go. you got uh, to so have you know. faith that he'll be able to produce the show well. <laughs> oh, he covered his hair. He's just going to carelessly whisper into the microphone from now on. He covered his hair now. If you guys are listening to this on audio, highly recommend you head on over to our Twitter page. You can see Gerald's face. You can see Shane's outfit from today because he lost a bet. Oh, there we go. Now he's on screen. Oh, Good times are always had here at PHNX. He is the knife that says knee. <laughs> but now that we've uh, done all the housekeeping, let's get into some Suns news and Kevin Durant updates at that. So the Miami Herald posted an article about the KD situation involving Miami, and this quote, from the article kind of sums up the main points. They said, while the Miami Heat remains interested in Kevin Durant, the Brooklyn Nets have displayed little interest in the Heat's offer for the high scoring superstar. And Miami is moving ahead with its current roster for next season, according to sources briefed on the situation. Now that doesn't necessarily mean that Miami is 100% out. They're probably still monitoring the situation, but they also did share in the article that they, they're not really interested in offering up Bam Adebayo. Plus, that's complicated. It's got to be a three-team deal or they got to move Ben Simmons. Uh, them being the Nets have to move Ben Simmons before they could even take on Bam Adebayo. I still think that if Miami's in on anybody, they're in on uh, Mitchell rather than, uh, uh, than KD, but we'll see. Look, an, one down... Uh, like what? Twenty-eight others to go. Right. Still in this? Like, and I don't believe ever that Pat Riley's out of anything. If he's still interested, there's still a, a way he could attempt to figure it out. But as of right now, like I think most of the league, they're saying Nets. We're not going to meet these crazy demands. We have no interest in trying to do that. You know, we'll 
we'll sit back and uh, let you stew in your own juices there. So. Basically, what it's coming down to is, is the haves and the have-nots. And nobody has anything that the Nets want. So what's going to happen is, is KD is going to be the ultimate dictator of what's going to happen next year. And if everything holds true, the Suns will be the last man standing. Uh, because, I, listen, the Suns aren't giving into this. They're not going to sit there and just throw the whole show at you. And so they're just going to sit back and wait until KD makes that ultimate demand. And then the Nets will be in the position to figure out what they need to do from here. And this, that's basically what we've kind of felt like this whole time. It's like we need, we need that other shoe to drop. Yeah. And until that happens, nothing's going to happen. Until Kevin Durant says, I'm not reporting to training camp, F you guys, and F every other team in the NBA outside of the Phoenix Suns, nothing's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. I, I, for me, this is notable because, like, yes, obviously the Heat could circle back. But as we've talked about, as we're getting closer to training camp, the Nets are holding out. They're waiting to see who's serious and who's not, who's going to be all in on this potential Kevin Durant trade. That eliminates one of the potential contenders. And, yes, it would have been difficult for them to work out a deal, but you can never count out Pat Riley and that type of thing. So it is good that they're already kind of setting their sights on next season that eliminates one contender. Look, for me, it's simple. This is kind of the way... I knew my wife in high school, right? Uh, and I was interested for 11 years, but it wasn't reciprocated. So I moved on to other opp opportunities and circled back when it made sense to, to get involved. And I think that's exactly what the Nets are doing here. So. <laughs> God. <laughs> okay. So I got the ring in the end, so well, I win. You did, you did right. You did right. <laughs> Listen, like you definitely upgraded. I'm telling you that right now. Oh, I outkicked my coverage. Oh, no a doubt million about percent. That. Yeah, By the boy. way, those of you act, asking, yes, this is a beer milkshake from our friends at Four Peaks. It's uh, an oat stout in a milkshake, and it's uh, pretty damn good. It's absolutely delicious. It's great. So you kind of bring up the idea that until KD does something extreme, and the whole chat is bringing this up as well, KD needs to go nuclear. Um, KD, when he refuses to play, the Brooklyn Nets are going to have pie on their face. And Iverson said, Jake Fisher article yesterday said, KD has his heart set on Phoenix. He just needs to do something crazy. And we've talked about this a lot, but, like, realistically, what are the odds that you think KD actually does that? Because so many times throughout his career, he's been applauded for his work ethic, for putting his head down through, through tough situations as well, and being the ultimate professional. So at least behind the scenes, right, like when it comes to basketball, K what do you think the odds are? KD wants to play ball. And if he really feels like Brooklyn is not a situation where he wants to waste the next year or two, then he's going to do it. He's going to come out at some point and say, I want to go to Phoenix. He'll probably do that sometime in August, a couple weeks ahead of training camp, because he doesn't want to put himself in, in, at risk of not only hurting himself, because he wants to get acclimated to his new team, uh, but also putting the Nets in a bad position. Because listen, even as a professional, and as much as you might hate your environment, um, you still want to do right by that organization just just because they didn't really treat you wrong. It was just the, the external factors of the people that they brought in completely boggled this whole situation, right? KD went there with good intentions thinking that, okay, I'm going to team up with two superstars and we're going to win a ring. Two? And the, it, well, Harden and, oh, I thought and you were Kyrie. Counting, I thought you were counting DeAndre Jordan <laughs> because that's who was there originally with him. Oh, no. In Brooklyn. <laughs> okay. Two actual superstars <laughs> in Harden and Kyrie, and uh, and it didn't work out because of those two wanting to go separate ways for whatever the reasons yeah. are. That's not KD's fault. Yeah. 
So KD has no reason to really vilify the Nets in this situation, but at the same time, he still deserves to get what he wants because his initial reason for going to the Nets was a championship, and that and the Nets right now are not in a position to win a championship. I say September 15th because that's about a week, week and a half before media day. Uh, it's the point where it's pretty clear that the Nets aren't going to move you like you've requested at that point. Are they really trying that hard, even though they're claiming they are? I think that's when we see it. Middle of September is when KD goes, enough is enough. I'm not going to play for you. I'm only going here. The hard part is is that KD is a baller. Like, mm-hmm. he loves to ball. Mm-hmm. So when you, if you get to that point and you're kind of staring that that other car in the middle of the road playing chicken, who's going to give in first? Because I know for a fact KD doesn't want to sacrifice time because he's already sacrificed time by way of injury with the Achilles and all this other stuff. I don't know how far that's going to go for him. That's the only variable out there that I'm like, okay, if Brooklyn really stands fast, is this going to happen? Then does he really want to be in Phoenix at that point? Because if you're not willing to risk something to get what you want, then you really don't want it that much. It's like if you if you don't really want to leave a job, but you got an offer from somewhere else and you use it to try to get more money, you have to be prepared that that place says to you, I'm not giving you that money, and you have to take that job. That's the risk True. you have to take. True. And Kevin Durant needs to accept that there will be some risk if he wants to get himself to Phoenix or wherever his preferred destination is. For if sure. it's not Phoenix, if he decides it's Toronto, it's Boston, wherever, we hear it's Phoenix. But if he decides there's somewhere else, he's going to have to be willing to risk some time not playing if he's going to do it. I would say he has risked a little bit by just asking for the trade in general puts him in a villain type of role for some people. Yeah, but you're always going to be in that role if somebody doesn't like what you're doing. I don't know. That's a that's a lot of millions to risk, though. (laughs) Like, uh, it's one thing to like risk like uh, talking about our job or like people in our tax bracket. I have a lot on the line there, Gerald. I'll have you know that right now. (laughs) I think you're wrong. I think it's actually easier when you have all those millions. It's not his first deal. He's got plenty in the bank. The average person that's risking everything because they're making 50k and they want to get to 75 because it's going to change their life dramatically, that's the person but that's risking I don't like the kid, but he's but got a point. Four years. It's not, shit. it's not just this year. It's like four years Yeah, and you know the Nets are going to blink after two weeks. They're the, not going to make him sit for four years because they're not going to get anything out of that either. The thing I will say about Gerald, though, his point is that Listen, he's got four years left on this deal. He's 34 years old. He's not getting any That's younger. Right. We could argue this that is he's also. His last one, uh, yeah, this likely. might be the last good shot that he has to win a title. So, do you want to risk that? And if you're the Nets, do you want to sacrifice KD just to prove a point? I don't know if you really no. want to do that because then in the future, you're running yourself at risk of not getting any other superstars because they see how you did KD. And oh, that's 100%. and that's the fluidity of this situation, this whole game of chicken between KD and the Nets aspect is why it's good that the Heat reportedly are prepared to go into this season not targeting Kevin Durant because this stuff can change. If Kevin Durant does hold out, maybe the Heat come back. But, like, the Heat were the other mentioned preferred trade destination. So if he's holding out, it's because he wants to go somewhere specifically. So if the Heat, one of the pretty much the only competitor that we've heard as far as where Kevin Durant wants to go are out on him, that's good for the Suns because then it just becomes a singular narrow focus like we've been talking about and like we assume is the case, but 
with Miami, whenever Miami is mentioned, you can't count them out until it's done. So it, it's good to hear that going into the next season, they're not willing to trade Bam Adebayo because, sorry to tell you, you're not getting it done with Tyler Hero. They can't offer the full package of four picks and three pick swaps. Did you just Lenny Kravitz us? What? It ain't over until it's over? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> it ain't over until it's over. Please don't say. <laughs> I I'm just saying, Shane like, likes it. There you go, Shane. Can you explain this to me, though? Why would the Nets want Bam Adebayo if they didn't want DeAndre Mm, I would argue that Bam is a more consistent player. Consistent player, a better defender, not a better offensive player, obviously. Um, higher ceiling with uh, with the A, I'd argue. I would argue that as well, but I, I do think, I mean, there's something to be said of a big who is a modern big can switch out Fair. on the perimeter more more than Da, and he was a defensive player of the year, like he would have been in the running seriously yeah. if he hadn't missed so many games. They're not interested in that, though, because Mikhail Bridges isn't enough, and he finished second in <laughs> well, Defensive yeah, Player of the Year voting. Yeah, but so they, also watched, they also watched the Mavericks series and was like, eh. yeah, Then you wouldn't want anybody <laughs> on the Suns roster if that's the case. This is true. This yeah. is true. I, and I, I, don't, I don't know about the DA versus BAM thing, but I do know if the Heat are not offering BAM, you look at what else the Heat have to offer. They don't have as many picks, and their package is headlined by Tyler Hero. That's nowhere near as good as one highlighted by Mikhail, Cam, and more picks that you can offer. Yeah, It comes down to the draft picks and, and expiring contracts. Yeah. The Nets have a lot more flexibility with the Suns deal, and they could get two cornerstone, I won't say corner, two very good pieces in Mikhail and Cam. Yeah. There are people forget second place in defensive player of the year, second place in sixth man of the year last year. We're not talking about two end of the bench, end of rotation guys. We're talking about two very, very good individuals uh, in uh, in Cam and McHale that could pot potentially be part of that team. Well, we shall see. How many times have I said that? We do last every months, show. Not Probably even a million. Whale. We, we, well, do. Whale. we shall see. We do have we uh, some news that happened. Obviously, we had heard this reported last week, but the uh, multi-year extension with Monty Williams just became official when we started the show. Okay. So congrats hey. to Monty. Good for the Suns getting that. Snaps all around, baby. Snaps all around. No, it just says multi-year contract extension. I'll try and reach out and see if I can get a number on that. But uh, the quote is, this is a get-to, not a got-to. It is a blessing to be head coach of the Phoenix Suns. Hey That's from Monty oh, in the release. I, I would have put $1,000 down on the word blessing being in Monty's quote yeah. when he got his new contract. I totally would have done that as well. Um, thankfully, we didn't, though, because we would have lost. But thanks to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, you could get that bet back right now if you sign up using the promo code PHNX because after you use that promo code and you make your first deposit, you're going to get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. Risk-free. That is promo code PHNX only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. It's so much more fun to do that when everybody's wearing headphones. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, like, forces it us to really free. hear it. <laughs> Saul's going to go ballistic like, on you. I like, you just want to punch him in the throat right now. <laughs> Look, also, guys, we're back to normal. It's Espo and Saul fighting. Uh, no, we haven't bickered back and forth Well, you're yet. about we to punch him in the throat, no. so. All right, all right. That's physical that's contact usual. way better than verbal. That's usual. Oh. <laughs> Is that? Physically well, yeah. well done is you, better than physically, or better than well said is what you're trying to. Yeah, you heal faster physically. Emotionally, that fucks you up for a while. I mean, we'll see. you're not wrong, but I feel like there are emotional, <laughs> whatever, we're not going to get into no, it. No, you guys got emotional yesterday. <laughs> 
Get fighting well about it. the same thing. Yeah. Would you two like to? Would you two like to argue about something you agree? It was the ultimate Gerald and Lindsay <laughs> argument. Like we are on the same page, and fuck you. Like what is going on? Uh, I was so confused as to what was going on yesterday. I was like, what are we really even arguing about right now? But I sat back and enjoyed it because it never happens. Uh, Chelsea was, the, was fantastic. It was the, one of the greatest days in PHNX Suns history. Yes. Connor thinks Chelsea sucks, so <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I Connor, you watch that language. We love Chelsea around here. <laughs> hey, Chelsea's dope. All right, guys. You Lindsay, ready, uh, you ready for some screenshots? Yeah, Presented let's do by it. Arizona Department of Health Services. COVID-19 vaccines are free for everyone five and older. Those 12 and older are also now eligible for a booster. Visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location near you. <laughs> Our first AZ Health screenshot is of Mikkel Bridges. Out yes. here in Tempe, living hey. his best life at a karaoke night at the Vine. Turn me up. Let's go. I just, I, I love that he's like standing on a table here. He grabs the rafters. <laughs> like, Mikhail's like, to hell with, uh, with worrying about getting hurt or anything. I'm going to have a good old time out here. That or Mikhail is just much taller than I thought. So, so tell me if I'm wrong, but uh, 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 uh in Twitter, or on Twitter, I should say, in Twitter, yes, um, um, I was told that the Vine was closing down. Yes. Is that the reason why he was there? He must have just been getting in his final celebration. Because, because I, I literally, on, over the weekend, I sat there and I heard that, and I was like, oh, man, I should go, because it was, literally was right across the street from the house I grew up in. Uh -huh. And I didn't go. Now I really regret it, because yeah. Mikhail was there. Yeah. I didn't know if that was the reason maybe why he went. Uh, probably. It's a good I mean, possibility that he's heard through people here in Phoenix that, like, hey, this, is, this is one of the yeah. coolest places. You've got to check it out before it disappears. Probably. Why? Why is the vine yeah. going up? Because you Apartment. can come over here to Four Peaks, and you can hang out. It's just a better place to be. Oh, God. Okay, kiss ass. All right. Hey, the Can we pull the nose out, here? out gotta, of the Four Peaks butthole I, I, I right gotta, now, please? I got to make sure that Jesus, we're being broadcast. We're drinking right the beverages. We got the fucking brand on table. Hey. We don't need to go the extra mile so much. Yes, okay? we do. Already yes, in there. Vine, one of the originals. We're yes. going to miss you. Really loved you growing up. Thank you very much. Yeah, that is a, that's a super bummer. But I'm glad that we at least got this video of Mikkel from the Vine one last time. My favorite part of this video is that the girl who's actually singing the karaoke is going so hard, mm -hmm. and Mikkel is matching her energy yes, 100%. He was like, yes, queen, sing right. the hell out of that song. So, I got your back. So you yes. know what this means, right? Mm. You know what we have to have at the PHNX bar, right? Karaoke? Yes, sir. Oh, yes, sir. Karaoke, turn me up. <laughs> How about the Michaelioki? Michaelioki, yes. yes. I love oh it. All right. Love it. God, Let's go. I love how I just rolled my eyes so hard at that, <laughs> and you were so excited about yes. that. Let's by, go. By the way, since, uh, oh my God. since our producer is a member of the ASU show, we're allowed to steal stuff from their show. Yes. Okay. Uh, I want to know, like, what's your go-to karaoke song? Oh, shit. Because ah, I'm not very good at singing, but if I had to karaoke, I would probably sing one of the songs that I know in Spanish because I think most people would be shocked about me being able to sing a song in Spanish more than they would be paying attention to my actual singing voice. Fair. That's Fair. true. That's so it's, it's like a strategy of like distraction. I sang two songs once upon a time. Uh -huh. I sang Humpty Hump because my nose is large. <laughs> <Dude>. Humpty Hump. <laughs> That's it. And then but, and he just but, talks through but that. But the one, the one that I actually kill is uh, September by Earth, Wind, and Fire. Oh, For whatever okay. reason, every time I sing it in public, people really, really like it. So. I, okay. I'm uh, Sinatra, Fly Me to the Moon. 
Okay. That oh, sounds yeah. classic. Okay. Sinatra's an easy one it's for easy, me. It's very just, rhythmic. You can just talking. talk through it. Yeah. Yeah. So I can I can hit that. I'm more of a lose yourself Eminem type of guy. Oh. Wow. Oh, I need oh. To, that's we're, kind of aggressive. Okay. <laughs> we're having a karaoke night in the new Karaoke's office. Karaoke's gonna have to happen. Shane's just shaking his head at yes, me. Yes. Let's go. <laughs> I kind of like because we posted this question on our uh, PHNX underscore Sports Twitter page yesterday, and I was reading the replies from a lot of people here at PHNX, and I was like. Some of you guys are either very ambitious or you can sing way better than I had ever thought you could sing. And I need to hear what this sounds like. Jay in the chat said uh, Colt 45. And I'm a big fan of that one. There we go. Uh, And two zigzags, baby. That's all we need. Let's go. (laughs) You know what? I heard heard half the office sing Since You've Been Gone by... Kelly Clarkson oh. yesterday. That's, that's a, a good karaoke. Nobody, really? sang, karaoke nobody sang it well, that's but a, everybody was singing it. That's, <laughs> no, no. that's not what that means. But Shane that, is literally <laughs> screaming at us right now. That's a good one because other people will join in and drown you out, so they won't right. even notice your exactly. voice. Exactly. That's a, that's a positive that's one a, as well. I don't know. I kind of feel like we have to make this happen now, yeah. mostly because I think it could be really, really fun. PHNX open mic night. Let's go. Oh, there we go. Let's do it. Friday fun day, karaoke roulette. We let the fans, oh, God. The only prob- let the four of the us have only, to sing. The only problem with that is we have copyright rules that uh, we have to follow on YouTube. Not with our singing. And, uh, Nobody's so going to be able to tell. Have to, yeah, you have to have the music go along with it. You have to have the music. That's a whole idea That's even worse. Yeah. No. no. See, Espo doesn't think about these things before no. he spouts them from I'm his... Okay. I'm no. okay with us getting a copyright infringement on one video <laughs> so we can have some fun. I am not. Yeah. As the GM of this company, yeah. there's no way we're paying that fine. Yeah. <laughs> not my problem. <laughs> Brandon I- Spano, I hope you have $100,000. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> All right, um, our next AZ House screenshot. This one kind of turns the corner to a little bit more serious conversation. There was an interview uh, that Mark J. Spears had with Morgan Cato. Uh, of course, she is the newest, one of the newest members of the Phoenix Suns front office. And one of the nuggets of that article that kind of stood out the most to people on the internet is what she had to say in response to kind of the Robert Sarver situation and what that relationship looks like or how involved or whatever. And she said she has not met with Sarver. He has not been part of the discussion or these decisions. From what she understands, James Jones runs his house. So from an oversight, he's there, but James and Monty, they handle basketball. Sarver is not in the day-to-day operations. And I believe from what I understand so far, he lets them do their work. She also mentioned she's only been here one day uh, and she starts August 13th. So I'm going to put on a tinfoil hat here. Okay. If you guys want to oh. follow me down this road. Because oh. if you read the article, Strap on. It, talks about, it talks about how she has experience in HR, how she's about talent development, uh, how she spent time in the league uh, and understands the inner workings of building great functioning teams in terms of people working together, not on the court. I think she is there in part because of the league, and I think she may know something more than we know. Uh, And August 13th is interesting that she's starting then more than six weeks after we heard the announcement that she was starting. I don't know. I'm just putting some dots together. Maybe there's 
some kind of announcement coming that she's aware of. I just hope that we get some resolution to this because for the last basically eight to ten months, uh, Espo has been predicting when this is going to drop, and oh. at every single turn, it's been wrong. Um, to be fair, <laughs> to be fair though, that is legitimate information from behind yeah, the scenes it is. that that multiple people, even not connected to the Suns, have shared. I mean. Who was it? Reverend Al Sharpton? Sharpton, yeah. right? He put out a release the other day that said the NBA told him it would be this time. And then that came and went. And then they said it would be this time. So it's not like this isn't stuff that we're actually hearing behind the scenes. It's just that it keeps getting pushed back and pushed back for whatever reason. I, just, I say it in jest, I know, obviously. but I understand that. But for everyone who's listening that is like, okay, but why isn't this coming out? We're not the only ones who have heard these things behind the scenes and also asking the same questions. Tons of people are asking these questions. And I refuse to believe that she has no idea about what's going on yeah, around here. That's the I think there's a reason why she's saying not not about me, didn't experience it, not you know, haven't talked to him. I think there's a distinct reason. If you work at the league, you cannot tell me you did not ask people before you accepted a job here, yeah. a place that's being investigated yeah. by the place that you work at that you didn't ask around to understand what you were getting into. It would be she like did. it would be like if Gerald heard rumors of of our company about to defunct or something like that and him join us anyway and then somebody asked him about that he's like oh I don't know anything about that really you didn't do any of your homework yeah, you, didn't, I, you didn't talk to anybody in, in circles come on like don't don't BS me about okay. that like, that's the one part about this article that I did not like was the fact that she was like I don't know anything about it I have no opinion on it you can't as as in the role that she is and the and the people that she represents more than herself she damn well better know what the hell she was getting into I understand what she's doing from a PR it's perspective. It's plausible deniability. It, it, is. it is. I understand what she's doing from a PR perspective, but at the same time, like, bro, you, you, you can't play, like, dumb when it comes to something this severe and this intense because people aren't trying to hear that. I, I get it, and I also understand why you would give that type of mm -hmm. diplomatic answer because one of the things that bothers me about this whole situation and the lack of clarity that we have on Sarver to this point and what's going on with the investigation is that this type of hire, it detracts from the yes. glass ceiling that's being shattered here. It detracts from her own deserving, how much she deserves this job and this opportunity. Mm -hmm. And instead, it shifts gears to it being a referendum on what's going on with Sarver and what's going on with the investigation. Is this, you know, kind of him making a hire to continue checking boxes to make himself look better? That's what the conversation becomes. And instead, it should be, you know, who is this person? Because this is a very long Q&A that they did with her. Yes. And it's the two shortest questions about Sarver. And those wind up being the main talking points. And not to dump all over our talking mm -hmm. points, obviously. But, like, it's unfortunate that we're not in a place with everything that's going on where we can just focus on who is Morgan Cato? What is her backstory? What does she bring to the table for this new job? And instead, it's, okay, let's parse through this response about Star Sarver and try and figure out what's going on. I'd like to get to that because I was very impressed by what you learn about her in this piece and her background and what she's been able to accomplish. Mm -hmm. I think she actually would be well-suited to be the president of a basketball team and oversee both basketball and business operations and that her background would make her fantastic in that having sat there, and I think I had four different team presidents in five years I was there. I think she would fit that role unbelievably well. I actually think she's destined for more than just 
this assistant general manager rule. And I loved her answer about how she hadn't really thought about what it meant for her to break the ceiling till she was at a sports conference and a young black woman came up to her and said, this means so much to me to be able to see somebody like myself in this role. And then they both started crying because she realized the gravity of it at that moment. Like, I, there's a lot that I like about her. I'm excited that she's part of the Suns organization. I think it is, uh, Gerald, you're 100% right. It's a disservice to her to have this come during this time because there's so many questions that shouldn't be asked at, at this point mm-hmm. that aren't fair to her because her merit, everything she's done, she deserves this and more in the NBA. I, again, like kind of going back to that point, I, this is how I feel about this, is that it is hard to celebrate something like this when you have the, the catastrophe that has happened behind the scenes and wonder what the motives were into her getting the position. Mm-hmm. It's really hard. As a black fucking man, mm-hmm. it's hard to sit there and be like, this better not be a fucking token hire. Right. You but, know what I mean? Like Because that, that has happened before, mm-hmm. where people are trying to cover their ass and they hire people that, that go opposed to what they have always been against because they're trying to CYA. And, and so that's what I'm really hoping... And that's why I'm not, like, jumping head over heels over this hire because I, I want to make sure that this is a valid hire and this is, this is something that's going to stand the test of the time. Her credentials say it should. Her credentials say it should. But the people that are running the organization tell me otherwise, and that's why I'm kind of I'm just pausing. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to uh, you know denigrate what she's what she's doing or the position that she is by any stretch of the imagination. Very impressive resume. I don't know her. I have no idea. I've never heard her speak. I have none of that stuff. Right. So I can't speak to the validity of she could be a superstar on the rise. I have no idea. Her credentials say so, and I'm sitting here hoping that that's what comes to fruition. But the people that are in charge, Robert Sarver mainly, they just have gone about business the wrong way, in my opinion. And it's hard for me to celebrate uh, a win when I don't know if it's an actual win or just some way for them to save face. I know this will come as a surprise, but I am not a black man, Saul. And uh, look, I, I, I just don't, I don't see it like that. I take her at face value that she hasn't spoken to Sarver, that James Jones made this hire. She's very close with Monty Williams. I feel like this is them bringing her into uh, into their ecosystem that they've created within this, and that this isn't uh, a token hire in any way. This is two guys seeing the value in what she can bring, how she can help them go from uh, a, a, a young upstart group there to putting systems and, and these things in place that she's been able to do elsewhere. If, I think that's what this If is James about. Jones was ultimately the one that signed off on this and the one that, that initiated this, mm-hmm. again, like, I will, I will stand back and I will be like, a, a, a thousand percent. I support her, support the organization, support him and what he's trying to do, support her and what she's trying to do. Yeah. Right. Um, I just hope that there's not other motives at play. For sure. And I think it's fair to question the motives, whether those exist or not, and it's also fair to say it sucks that that is what we are doing and have to do in this situation because of all the other nasty stuff that's going on. It's just, it's an unfortunate situation. Like you said, it's unfortunate that she's coming on during this time, so the focus can't be more about learning about her and what she brings to the table, and it's more about, okay, why? I will also say this. The one other thing that I did take from away from what she said was is that 
uh, James Jones basically has been running everything, right? right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's th- that. I will say too is like okay, that is also very impressive for somebody to come in and not even be three years into that GM role and be given essentially the reins again. If we're going to go with conspiracy theory or, or just kind of the outside perspective, is that kind of something that's being mandated or is that something that's being pushed or urged to do? I don't know. But James Jones is in the role that he's in right now. He's trying to do right uh, not only by the team but also the optics of the organization. And so if this is true, cool. I just It's just hard to sit there and be like, oh, yeah, for certain this is what's happening. For certain this is what's happening because of the cloud that's been over this organization for the last decade. Mm. Look, I don't take it as a mandate. Success makes it real easy to step back and let other people run things. When you have a rough patch, that's when, when, it's, you know, when these other things rear their head again. So I'm not going to read too much into that quote either. And, I look. Uh, hopefully, we'll figure out what the heck is uh, is going on here uh, well before the season starts. But I never thought we'd be sitting here wondering which would we find out first, the Sarver news or if KD was traded. I didn't think they'd be neck and neck heading into the season like this. So. I'm just tired of is waiting there, on is all. Is there DraftKings sportsbook? Odds on that. On that. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you should call him and ask him if we can put some odds on that. Yeah, stay away from that. My one. goodness yeah. gracious. But hopefully, we get some clarity on all of that, and hopefully, in the future, we get to have Morgan on the show at some point, get to talk to her about her career in the NBA and learn more about her in that way. Yes. I feel yeah. like that would be instructive for everybody because she is a newcomer, and for there sure. are a lot of people that did not probably take the time to read through a very long Q and A because it was long. It, it's worth it, though. It I, is. I, I it recommend is. it. Okay, I think we should switch gears and go back to the fun side of things right <laughs> now. Uh, saw how that OG is kicking in for you. Uh, it's kicking in just fine. Apparently, I have all my thoughts are coherent right now, so that's good. <laughs> that's good. a positive. That's so you're positive. saying it helps it just, you formulate just your thoughts well. That's typi- what you're saying? Typically, uh, it doesn't kick in until I eat, and I haven't eaten all day. So uh, I'm sure as soon as I eat a chicken tendy, uh, Ooh, yeah. that I'll, I'll be faded. It does say <laughs> it does say hour two is when it kicks into its most effectiveness. Oh, does yeah. it? It does okay, right here on the back, of the, read package, the back of the package. So. But that's good to know. Um, if you guys want to try some OGs, that we really? highly recommend them. They did just launch their first ever limited edition seasonal flavor, pina colada, which it is what Saul just took. Go slow and go slow. Yeah, that's smart. You shouldn't have eaten the whole bag. So. Oh, that my God. Smart. Well, I was wondering. There's like a little like thing over here on the table. I was like, what is that? And then I realized it's the other half of your gummy. Cause you Why'd were you sell me out slow. like that, Lindsay? Because you were following the rules. You, It's go slow, go I slow. I was trying to keep the, the You were the following the rules. Well, to be fair, one of them's 100 milligrams. I, <laughs> I will say this. Just kidding. I have accidentally done that before with a, like a quarter of a cookie that was 100 milligrams. When I tell you I've been to the sunken place, oh, no. that's where high I've been. I promise wow. you. Oh, no. <laughs> I've, I don't... I'm not going to touch it. Uh, check out OGs online at OGsBrands.com and on Instagram at OGs. You can also find their products at your local dispensary, but you must be 21 years or older to purchase. All right, guys, we're going to round out the show with a little rank and file. Yes. We saw this really cool graphic circulating on social media of some, like, 90s, maybe early 2000s uh, NBA logos. And so we're going to rank and file them. Okay. All right, I'll start. I'll, I'll do my five through one 
here, I'm going to put the uh, Dallas Mavericks, the M with the cowboy hat, at number five. There's something that's just entertaining about that logo to me as much as I hate the Dallas oh, Mavericks. Oh, I thought that was your number one, but that's no, five. No, that's okay, five. Like, uh, really? Atlanta Hawks, the giant hawk with the wings spread holding the basketball mm-hmm. is number four for me. That's spectacular on a jersey. Mm-hmm. To number three, it's got to be the old school Seattle Supersonics. Uh, you got to love them. Uh, R.I.P. Sonics. Uh, this, is, this is where I, I think I'm going to go with the... The Grizzlies, old school bear, okay. at number two, mm. and the Sun Sunburst at number one because I'm a homer, and you knew that was going to wind up. Oh man, God, the Sun Sunburst is not number one on that uh, list. Go to hell, son. I don't <laughs> hate it. I don't oh, hate it though, but I do love the the basic Sunburst more. Can I go next? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. All right, so uh, I'm going to go with one that's not even on the list, even though it existed in the 90s. Okay. I'm going to go with the Washington Bullets logo, which is uh, number five for me because I like that logo. I just do. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then number four for me, I'm going to go with the old school 76ers logo. I think that was pretty dope. Mm -hmm. Uh, Number three would be the Spurs. The color on the Spurs logo is just it's yeah. just Absolutely yeah, but fantastic. The logo in general, what the hell is this? Is it a rainbow? What it, it, it doesn't, doesn't matter it does what it matter. is. It doesn't matter. Lame. They just called it Fiesta. Lame. Yeah. Uh, number two for me, uh, I will go with Espo, and I will say the Atlanta Hawks. It's okay. it's just it's pretty dope logo. And then number one for me is Grizzlies. It's not second to anything on this list. The Grizzlies logo is just phenomenal. Okay. Okay. I know. This is crazy. This the was Pistons the impetus. The logo is shit. No. It is yes. No, no, no. Absolutely Those not. Those teal uniforms are one of the worst no. in the NBA. Those I don't know are... why they brought that bullshit back, but they need oh. to end it. Oh, no. End it. Throw it in Lake, throw it in Lake Michigan. For that me, shit is now. for the birds. Man. For the birds. Look, the, hor- the right, horse Gerald, is cool. The like- fact that Gerald celebrated this just makes me doubt everything Gerald has ever they said in his life. They are among the best jerseys in NBA history. Terrible. Among what? the best in what? NBA history. Whoa. 1,000%. percent No, no, no. The Detroit Pistons, the teal ones with the flaming horse. Yes. Among no. the best. No. They're All not right. even in the top 25 best That's uniforms insanity. in NBA history. That's insanity. You guys are going to make me do the so Zoolander angry. face again. I can't also, believe this. The Sonics logo is cool, but I like the Sonics logo before the Sonics <laughs> let me, logo. That's let me, me say this. <laughs> Raptors should have probably been there instead of Sonics for me. Yeah, I like I'm, the, I'm surprised I like that's the off the list. Like uh, the all right, I'm going to go with Hawks at number five. The Hawks, is my, that's a really good my, logo. My son right is in the jersey. chat talking about dad has some strong feelings about that. <laughs> <laughs> Shocking. I, I'm just upset about the Pistons thing, first of all. Uh, number four, I'm going to go with the... Grizzlies. Grizzlies are in there at number four. Number three. Uh, I'm probably going to go Suns. i got to get the Suns in there somewhere. Oh, three. The Come Grizzlies on. Grizzlies at four? Yeah, Grizzlies at four. Oh, my God. It's a good logo. Their team sucked. Like, I, I don't know what you okay, want me to what, do. What like, are they, it, that what matters. Two that are better than the Suns? Did team success better, actually have a better than the Suns? Not necessarily. Uh, number two. Pistons and number one Raptors. Raptors logo is flawless. It's a dinosaur dribbling a basketball. Flawless. It's okay. incredible. Flawless. Flawless. It's incredible. Yes. It, it looks like Barney. Flawless. I love it. From the nineties. Flawless. Barney. If you want to talk, it's flawless. Motherfucking Barney. Okay. I love it. If you want to talk flawless, it's the Suns 
because they still use the burst and those uniforms with the it's burst. Slow, dude. Oh, that Stone's logo is trash. It's not trash, but it's not. It's, it's not, not elite. One. It's not it's number not one. How elite. are you on a Sun show and you think dude, that, that logo is trash? Is so you butt. can still no. love something no. and critique it at no. the same time. I just, I, and I will good. say the Jazz almost cracked my top five, but they're the Jazz, so I left them off because <laughs> the Mountain logo is pretty cool. It's a okay. pretty cool logo. All right, Lindsay, Lindsay, how about you? I don't know what I want for five because outside of my top four, I'm just like, eh. What's your top okay, four? Give us but your top four. I'll, I'll put Chicago Bulls at five. Um, and then I'm going to do, ooh, you guys are going to be mad at me. I'm going to do Suns at four. I'm not going to be mad. I'm going to do Grizzlies at three. I didn't even have the Suns in my top five. Two, <laughs> Raptors one. Raptors one? I love that logo. It's a dope it's logo. so fun. I, I, the Grizzlies is so much better. Like, the, the uniform and the logo itself is so much better than the Raptors. Than the Raptors? Mm, I don't a lot know. Of, a lot of the throwback Dude, the, stuff the that uniform you see goes now, the Yeah, Raptors the uniform is great, dope. but we were just talking logos here. If we're talking uniforms, Pistons would have been number one, and Suns oh would have been number God. two. Get me off the show <laughs> And the Prince, right Pinstripe now. Magic would have been number oh three because the Pinstripes uh, were dope. Uh, All I know is that I absolutely love the Raptors and I love the Spurs with mm -hmm. these two I logos. love the Spurs I colors. Do, I just don't I really, understand the really, logo. I really, 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 really like the Grizzlies as well. That's like Yeah, I like the Grizzlies. Right below. Can we all agree the Wizards logo on this? Uh, also, like, this is an incomplete list, by the way, because there was other logos for yes. these teams in the 90s as well. Yeah, but this was just the easiest I know, to go but off. the 76ers had, a, had the old school logo, which I like better than the new logo. Um, yeah. So this is a little of an well, incomplete kind of project. It also doesn't include their Ben Franklin uh, dribbling one. And which, the Nets is also different, too, which I like the older Nets than the than the 90s Nets, like mid to oh, late before then, Like, like everybody Jersey. changed their logo like mid-90s. Yeah. And the ones that were pre-mid-90s were way better than the late 90s. So you know what I think this exercise taught us right now? OGs doesn't do shit to me during a show? That, nope. <laughs> that we, well, yes, this but. is a topic that we need to discuss on our new show, Southwest Bias. Hey, which is, hey, let's go. I thought that was a high five. No, it was for me. It was for her and then you. I know, it was oh. for me first. You Lindsay. stole my high five Chelsea, or did I not get a high Chelsea, five? Chelsea, here you go. I don't think I think they were going to bypass you, Linz. I think yeah. that's what was happening. We definitely Thank were going to bypass Linz. Because Shane that's when I are on the first show. <laughs> Tomorrow. Let's go. Wow. Okay, anyway, back <laughs> to Southwest Bias. It's our newest show here at PHNX. It is a debate show. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to get spicy. And there's something on the line for every single show, right? There is a wager yes. that happens at the top of the show. Um, the first one comes out tomorrow, tomorrow. at 11 a.m. on our YouTube channel. It's the live. same place you watch all of our other shows. Live, it's going to be Espo, it's going to be Saul, it's going to be spicy, and you should absolutely be there. It's the only debate show in America with real consequences. Real it's consequences. Gonna be, it's going to be fun. Uh, Shane's going to be playing the voice of God on the program as well, and the topics will range from Arizona sports to God knows what. Uh, so uh, tune in. We're going to have some fun with that Also, one. if you have an idea that you would like us to debate, you can always drop that in our Discord, or you can send it to us on social media, whichever platform you prefer, and we will find two people here at PHNX who are willing to go head-to-head go head head yes. uh, about your topic. Look, so definitely do that. Can Lord we, help us. Can we scroll back up? Hello said something about the Suns logo here. Uh, so, hello says, Espo, the Suns logo is a basketball and a net. Not that great. What? 
I mean, it's it, what? I, it's it's endured the image of time. I think it's, it a, it's not a basketball in a net. It's a it's a sunburst streaking with a basketball inside inside the sun. <laughs> I mean, I get it, but it is at the end of the day, it's a flaming it's, basketball. This is a flaming basketball. But I I will say, if it was just the logo, and you're not taking if you're taking the uniforms out of it, like the sunburst uniform, the logo is it's not meh, but it's not. It's meh. It's I wouldn't put it meh. It's it's, it's endured clean. the test of time. It's like the Bulls logo. Like if the Bulls logo is basically the same. Miami were, as well. If yeah. we weren't Suns fans, we would never pick it. Bullshit. No, it's ranked one of the best, and everybody loves those uniforms. <laughs> I <laughs> said if you were not a Suns fan, I'm, you would never pick it. I'm saying nationally, <laughs> there's a reason why Mitchell Ness sells so many of those damn oh jerseys. Because of the jersey. The jersey. Not the logo. Not the logo. The logo's on the jersey. <laughs> no, it isn't. It's the main It's not feature. just that stupid-ass little fucking thing. That's it. It's a burst across the freaking chest. Which is the which is the logo? <laughs> there's more to it in a no, uniform than just that. It's, it's not just a sun. damn shirt oh with that logo God. in the middle of it. I'm so glad we're back to our normal holding Fuck pattern. You, <laughs> and by, way, by the way, my logo could kill your uh, your number one logo on there. Extinguishing I mean, it, my friend. Historically, it probably yes. did. But so see. <laughs> also, I feel it's like tough. I, as much as I made the smart decision to sit here, I also made the uh, dumb decision to sit. How's that? Because you're right between us. Yeah, because when you guys <laughs> oh, yeah. were fighting, I'm just it's like. like <laughs> la, 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 la. <laughs> That's probably Especially, how they felt yesterday. It when probably we were sounds going even worse it. because I'm a giant today. That's <laughs> <laughs> probably exactly. Well, uh, if you'd like to hear more of these two yelling at each other again tomorrow, 11 a.m., don't miss it. Thank you guys all for tuning in. We appreciate you. As always, we will be back tomorrow at 2 p.m. with another show for you. Same place, same time. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast because you can always catch them on those platforms if you're not able to join us live. Until tomorrow, I'm Lindsay. You can follow me at Lindsay Smith AZ. That's Gerald. You can follow him at Gerald Borgay. That's Saul. You can follow him at Saul underscore JollyGreenGiant.com. And that's Espo. You can follow him at Espo. Espo, take us home. When it comes to logos, Saul does no shit. Either does oh, Espo. Oh, Fuck off. <laughs> hey, yo, my lifestyle is retro. Tell the Phoenix Metro. Megas in control and he ain't never gonna let go. PHNX, though. Lindsay, Gerald, Espo. Saul, pass the ball. We here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me. Y'all always the family rally in the valley like Dan G. No plan B. Always on the job. My team moved like the